Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What's going on, Sports City? It's your boy, Sirius. Back at the helm with, a, with another edition of Finger Foods. An exclusive here on Sports City Chefs, the network, and SportsCityChefs.com. As I customly say before we get started, if you're not currently a subscriber, I would definitely urge you guys to hit that. Subscribe button, hit that post notification and that bell, and get notified every time we post. We are also on a plethora of different social media platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So if you enjoy the content that we bring to you guys on a regular basis, I would definitely urge you guys to jump over to our social media platforms, interact with us, and become a subscriber. These thoughts and these feelings are those of my own and do not represent the Pittsburgh Steelers or supposed to be the chefs as a company. I shoot from the hip, I pull no punches, and I definitely spell no feelings. I wanted to jump back in here and talk to you guys today, um, bringing you guys a kind of recap of the 2022 NFL season as well as looking ahead to what I expect the Pittsburgh Steelers to look like in 2023. And what no better person to bring in to have this discussion with than my dad, fan of the program. Uh, he's been on this on this network with me a couple of times. So, Dad, what's going on, man? How are we doing this evening? It is doing well. I am doing well. Awesome, awesome. Um, wanted to kind of pick your brain a little bit. When we last spoke um, about the 2022 NFL season, we was at that break, we was at halftime. Um, some things kind of transpired, and we managed to crawl ourselves out of a proverbial hole and get ourselves to nine and eight. A feat, if you listen back, um, is something that you actually said we would be able to accomplish. So um, without diving too much into 2022, because I do, do want to talk about 2023, um, for the a good portion of this episode, but give me your kind of, I guess, end-all, be-all, if you will, on 2022. Well, I basically thought that the Steelers would do what I indicated they would do, be able to climb out of that hole. There's the very reasons why that that was a, a thing that I saw taking place, and one of them was the beginning, the return of T.J. Watt. I thought that the offensive line would get better. They did. Um may not save some people's jobs, but we'll take a, take a look at that into 2023. And the fact that Kenny Pickett didn't turn the ball over. Yeah. Uh, the bottom line is this. The defense is good enough. The offensive line, run blocking, uh, became good enough that they can lean on their running game, play good defense, and win games close at the end. And that's the form that I thought they would be able to be able to pull off, and I'm thankful they did. Again, Coach Thomas still does not have a losing season. Right, right. So I wanted to double click on something that you said there um, and kind of thinking back to a couple months ago uh, when we had this discussion about how 2022 would end up. Uh, you mentioned Kenny Pickett not turning the ball over. Um, he actually finished the year um, with, I believe it was, I think nine interceptions, and a lot of that was early on. Mm-hmm. Um, now, do you think they were somewhat protecting him, or did he did a light bulb click? Because I noticed a lot going back and looking looking over it. Um, he was forcing the ball uh, down the field a little bit. A couple of those interceptions came um, in you know a span of two or three games where he was force feeding Claypool and trying to figure out his way. Um, do you think they somewhat protected him and said stick the ball in 22's gut, or um, did he just figure out how to make smart decisions with the football? I think it's really a combination of both. Um, early on, he was what I, he was playing what I call hero ball, trying to be the hero, and made some improvised throws. Um, a few of those passes, if Claypool specifically would have fought for the ball, they may not have been an exception. Um, but. After the uh, bye week of last year, they came up with a formula. We're going to depend upon our running game. We're going to ask Kenny Pickett to make throws when needed. And uh, he was able to do that without turning the ball over during the second half of last season. Much to my chagrin, that change of philosophy uh, managed to keep Matt Canada (laughs) as the head coach. uh, Not head coach, but as the offensive coordinator. Um, Something that I 
routinely pray to the heavens uh, would not be the case as we sit here currently today going into 2023. Um, going over <laughs> on the defensive side of the football, if you will, um, we actually started making plays that were there. One of the things that we spoke about as it pertains to how we got off the uh, got started last year was the fact that there were plays that were to be made. Mm-hmm. We just didn't make them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Miami game comes to mind. The New England Patriot game comes to mind. Um, shoot, the New York Jets game comes to mind. Um, the Cleveland Brown game comes to mind. Like I mean, I'm looking at it here. Like there were tons of plays that could have been made on, on the side of our defense, and I understand T.J. Watt is who he is, but um, kind of tipping my hand to what I what I what I think about the 2023 assortment of talent that we were able to get in there. I think that was a big key. Uh, component to why we started out so well. Um, would you share that or would you kind of phrase it around 90 not being in helmet? Um, I think it's a combination of all of the above. And the reason why, if you go back and listen to the previous conversation we had, one of the things we brought out was the fact there were plays to be made and the fact that they did not make those plays in that particular uh, last session that we did. I said that may mean something come draft time or come free agency time. Well, obviously, Based off what took place, they made some assessments. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the people who did not make plays in 2022 are no longer on the 2023, 2023 team. Right. So, yes, T.J. Watt is a, a very important part. Uh, even though when he did come back, he was not his normal Watt self. Mm-hmm. But he is a threat, always a threat. Yeah. But at the same time, the individuals who... Um, had opportunities to make plays from a secondary perspective, started catching the ball. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not mistaken, the Steelers led the league in interceptions yeah. last year. And the majority of those came after the halftime or after, after the, the bye week. The bye, the, bye, yeah. the bye week. So it's, uh, it's a, it, TJ is important. Don't get me wrong. Um, but at the same time, people begin to make plays. They made the plays that were presented in front of them. Thereby giving your offense an opportunity to do what it needs to do. Right. So I wanted to kind of springboard that into 2023. Um, you know, we, we, we could sit here until the cows come home and talk about um, 2022 and who's there, and who's not there, who need to step up, who not need to step up. But I honestly wanted to springboard this conversation towards 2023 um, and look at what we were able to accomplish um, right after, you know, free agency or right in, including free agency. We let go of some players that you alluded to. Um, we picked up some players, um, notably Patrick Peterson, a, a fan favorite of mine. Um, we also picked up um, Cole Holcomb for the, from the Commanders, a, a guy who is a, is a go-get-him type of guy. Um, Isaac Samilo, the, the, the offensive guard, uh, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles. We re-signed Larry Ogunjobi, a fan favorite. Um, so we've been pretty, pretty busy, but the one move that I, I'm shocked that we ended up making um, was we released Miles Jack. Um, and I honestly am, I don't want to say I'm shocked by that move, but if you think back to our end of the year conversation we had going into 2022, mm-hmm. Um, we spoke about Miles Jack, mm-hmm. um, and I wanted to, you know, kind of start our conversation about 2023 there. What do you think took place there? And do you think he'll be able to come back on a, on a lesser deal? Was it all finances or what would you see from Miles Jack last year? Miles Jack had an injury issue that he never could get right. And with a $10 million cap hit, Steelers just didn't think that they could uh, afford to keep that, that on the books. Mm-hmm. In relation to your question, do I think he can come back? Um, I would say yes. And if the issue is do I want him back, the answer is probably still yes, provided he's healthy. Mm-hmm. I think Miles Jack gives you the ability to do some things that these other two linebackers, which were uh, Holcomb and Ed, uh, Roberts. Yeah, yeah. They're both downhill, run-stopping type linebackers. Holcomb seems to have more of a pass coverage uh, profile that, but I still don't think he will be as good as that as a Miles Jack. Personally, what I would do is I would see if he's if Miles Jack is interested, if he's healthy, I wouldn't mind him coming back to the Steelers and be part of a rotation of linebackers. Truth be told, I think if he's healthy and he comes back, 
he's going to probably take Roberts' job. And the reason why I say that is if Miles Jack was still one of the leading tacklers of the Steelers, and he played about seven games. Right. Uh, the man was a tackling machine. Um, so if your question is, would I like him to come back? Yes. If I was the Steelers, would I invite him back? Yes. And I will go from there. Okay. I mean, honestly, for me, I, I again, I said this when we, when we signed him. Uh, I, I had to learn to like this guy. And, and in the games that he ended up suiting up and playing, I, I did see him flying around to the football a significant amount of time. So I'm, I'm encouraged by the the trajectory that he could potentially be on should he come back um, into the fold. Um, talking about some other moves that we made, uh, we made a trade and acquired another wide receiver. We didn't draft one, which I thought was shocking. Which I told you they wouldn't. Do. Well, I mean, well, look, <laughs> yes, sir, 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 sir. We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> However, we, we, we ended up uh, bringing in Allen Robinson yes. um, from the Rams. I kind of like the move. I, I, I spoke out at length about it when we made the move. Um, I, I, you, you could never have too many weapons at that position. We also ended up bringing back Miles Boykin um, on a one-year deal. Uh, I suspect he could potentially be a kick return guy. Uh, gave you some, give you some depth at the wide receiver position. Should we go five wide or something like that? But um, Allen Robinson and Miles Boykin are back are in the fold now. How do you think those two guys are playing? You know, pan out, and then we'll you know go draft heavy after that. Okay. Well, first of all, uh, Miles Borkins. I know they resigned him. Um, they resigned him not because he's a receiver for the Steelers, although that's the position he holds. They signed him for the special teams aspects because he was a five. I mean, a four, four phase special teamer. Mm-hmm. He seemed to be pretty good at it. Um, before we get into the draft stuff, I, in my projection of the 53-man roster before training camp even go, even for OTA start, I don't see him on the team, truth be told. Okay. Um, I think there are other people who may be able to bump him off the roster. And um, there's another guy who was there last year, the guy that used to play for the Patriots, Olorowski or have you? Gunner. Gunner, yeah. yeah. I don't see him on the team. Um, and there's a few other people who... Um, you know, the Steelers assigned a whole lot of folks. Yeah, yeah. They they invited a whole lot of folks to rookie minicamp. Mm-hmm. Um, truth of the matter is, out of the fifty-two man roster, probably forty-six of these people have already been going to be on this on this roster. Right. The other ones are fighting for position in practice squads, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and that will obviously change if they bring somebody like a Miles Jack in here. Right. Or they bring somebody like a Van Lloyd in here to, to play outside linebacker. Kwan Alexander is also being linked as well. Yeah. But if you bring him, that means you don't bring you don't bring Miles Jack. My preference would probably be Miles Jack over him if healthy. But well, again, yeah, the yeah. issue is health. Yeah. But it's the same issue with the uh, guy you just mentioned. He has health issues. Yeah, Kwan, yeah. He has health and off-the-field stuff too. Yeah, so... Again, I mean, I have a I have a fifty three projected roster. Mm-hmm. I don't see Borkins on it. Okay. Um, I told you in last uh, last year's thing that Miles Austin is going to be a major player in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, really, the, the number three battles for Robert between Robinson and Austin, in my opinion. And again, this is before training, and provided nobody gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, from a receiver standpoint, I also see Anthony Miller. As a possibility uh, okay. of somebody who may be able to play into this thing some way, somehow. And from a receiver standpoint, to be honest with you, they just signed a guy out of the XFL. Yeah, Keen Butler. Yeah. 6'3", 6'4", 200-some-odd pounds that can run. Yeah. There's your Miles Boykin. Essentially, yeah. I got you. I so, got you. And he's going to be a whole lot cheaper, a whole lot younger. And um, according to the things I've been able to read, I have not gone back and watched XFL football. Um I thought it was interesting that he played for Hans Ward. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I'm assuming he got a recommendation, and if Hans Ward recommends him, yeah, he's like, I'm willing to give him a shot. Give him a shot, man. Give him, give him a hat. See what he does. Yeah. So that's what I have as far as the receiver stuff is concerned. Okay. I mean, honestly, for me, I I, I have yet to see Calvin Austin mm-hmm. in, in a stadium. You you went down to the training camp and. Uh, Saw him, you know, do his thing, and he got hurt shortly thereafter. 
Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing what he's able to do um, a year removed from that injury. Um, I wanted to go ahead and just pop into the 2023 NFL draft for us that, um, I mean, in my opinion, I, I think I said this to you, I said this to you privately, but I, I've never been more in love, lust, whatever you want to call it, with what we were able to do and how we were able to get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, I got my guy. <laughs> I want yeah, Joey Porter Jr. Okay, I was going to say which guy because there's a lot of guys that get excited. I, I, I want Joey Porter Jr. and we managed to, you know, scoop him in the second round. Um, but going through it real quick, uh, Broderick Jones in the first round, uh, Joey Porter Jr. in the second round, Keanu Benton also in the second round, Darnell Washington, in my opinion, which was a steal. Um, in the third round, Nick Heiberg. Uh, Hybe, excuse me, in the fourth round. Uh, Corey Trice, the gentleman we spoke about uh, earlier today um, in the seventh round. And then a guy who I know pretty well, Spencer Anderson uh, from the University of Maryland in the seventh round. Didn't get into all the undrafted rookie free agents that we, you know, invited to training camp and rookie camp and all this other type of stuff. But keeping an eye on those on those seven that we selected, um... Broderick Jones, man, like, again, we had a conversation uh, offline about how he's going to pan out, but uh, I wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about all of the picks, and then we can break them down one by one and kind of, you know, look at where they could potentially fit in, and, you know, we're not going to try to, you know, split out roles, but I, I, I think you and I have a pretty good idea of how this is going to pan out. Well, first of all, uh, Broderick Jones, in my opinion even though he's probably one of the younger offensive linemen in the major three or four, if you want to count the guy from Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the one I particularly wanted to have. I wanted him even over Johnson and the guy from Tennessee and the guy from Wisconsin. Or, uh, Ohio State? No, the Ohio State guys. That's Johnson. What's the guy, the other guy? What, the, t- uh, the Titans. Uh, I know. I'm seeing his face. Yeah, I'm, I'm blanking on his name. Game off top. Yeah. I, I mean, I prefer Brother Jones over him. Going back, personally, looking at his film, man is clean. He is extreme. When I say clean, that means he has very good pass blocking. Um, although that's probably his weakest aspect. He's a dime, he's a phenomenal run blocker, but uh, he's very good. He did not even give up a sack this past year. He um, only gave up a few pressures this past year, and um, I think he's going to be a beast. As far as your guy, um, Jerry Porter. Jerry Porter. Yeah, man. Um, I like him. He's he's long. He he can play man to man. Although that's what he's known for, he can also play off coverage. He re- he redirects pretty well. Uh, he's aggressive. He's a tackler, so I like that pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Benton, I think it's what the Steelers need. That when I say that, that means the people like um, uh, Frymuth may be saying bye bye to him. Uh, what's the other defensive nose guard we have? You talking about Frymouth? No, Frymouth no, plays tight end. No, no, not Frymouth. Um, no, did I say Frymouth? You did. Uh, what's the uh, Loudermilk? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, Loudermilk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loudermilk. Here All these gone. weird, goofy names. Yeah. Yeah, again, I'm trying. <laughs> Loudermilk, I see being gone. Our current nose tackle, I see him being gone. And if the truth be told, I think um, Ben may play both nose tackle and base, and maybe bumping out on the on the. Uh, in position and, sub. and okay. subs okay. Uh, to give uh, Cam Haywood and Ogan Joby or Alan Joby a, a break. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that, well, okay, we're not going to talk about the people they brought in free agent right now. Let's just focus on this. Yeah, yeah. Because I was going to mention those. Um, I was surprised to see Washington available when they picked him. I was glad they picked him. Mm-hmm. I thought he would be at least a first round, a late first round, early second round pick. He is a massive guy. And is able to block, mm-hmm. and he has a nice catch radius. Can you imagine Frau move and um, Washington? Washington, yeah, near the near the end zone. Plus, you got a high point guy and Pickens as far as the receiver is concerned. Um, you got some height. You yeah. can put the ball up and just let him go get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Herbick. Uh huh. There's been some debate about whether he should go inside or outside. I'm going to trust the Steelers. If they say he's an outside guy, he's an outside guy until proven otherwise. 
one thing about Herbick is he can rush the passer. He is a he is a, a TJ Watt Jr. Mm -hmm. What I mean by that, his his thing is not necessarily all the moves, but the constant pressure, the constant effort. Mm -hmm. So if the Steelers say they're going to make him an outside guy, we'll see what happens. Uh, Trice. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm watching tape currently on him, and from what I've been able to see, I like what I see. He's been able to play left and right, and even in the slot at times. Although he's primarily a boundary corner, but he can come inside. Um, with the moves the Steelers have made over the course of the last few weeks, mm -hmm. there may be an opening for him to play inside. So we'll see what takes place. Right. Stevenson, is it Stevenson? Yes, sir. Stevenson, um, his path to making the fifty-three is going to be pretty tough. Unless the Steelers make a couple moves, which was uh, Spencer yeah. Anderson, my fault. Spencer Sorry, Anderson. Spencer Anderson. Um, again, his 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 path is going to be a little bit tough. Um, unless some moves take place, which we may or may not get into today's mm -hmm. episode, I see him more as a practice squad um, person that has some flexibility to move around throughout the offensive line. Okay, so. My, my my position on all of these all these men is kind of very very fluid like yourselves. Um, again, I love the Broderick Jones pick. Um, I was shocked when we when we made the pick. I was I, again I'm 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 not going I'm not going to front here. I wanted Joey Porter there. Um, however, I was content with getting Broderick Jones. Um, when we was able to get Joey Porter in the second round when we did. It made me love the Project Jones pick more. Um, because I knew what Porter does. I, I'm a Penn State fan, so I, I, I watched every game he played um, for, for that school. And so um, I'm, I'm glad we got him in the second round. Project Jones, I think, going to what we spoke about, um, I, I foresee him going in day one, putting a hat on and, 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 and being the guy who protects the blind side, if you will. Um, Keanu Benton, in my opinion, I, I feel as though somebody we could, we needed. I didn't, I didn't like to pick there. Um, just because I figured we can address something else. I figured again, he's the only question mark in my opinion, um, out of this class. I, again, I know what he's capable of. I just wanted us to go a different direction there. Uh, Darnell Washington. I, I love that pick. I could have hit the thing. If, if Keanu Benton and Darnell Washington flipped. I'd have been fine. Well, that's yeah. just, but that's, that's, that's the point. You got him where you got him. Right, and that's, and, and, and that's the thing. Like, yeah, we, don't, we, we, we both could have accepted Porter in number one. Right. But when you... Okay, look at it from this perspective. If you don't go up and get a Broderick Jones, are you going to be satisfied with more being your left tackle? Oh, no. So, therefore, based off what you had, you have Levi Wallace as one corner right. and Patterson Peters, Peterson on the second mm -hmm. corner. You can live with that, right? Yeah. So, therefore, the question is, can you, do you go for Porter and bump one of those out to a third, or do you keep more as your blindside protector? Personal opinion, being a former offensive line, I believe you build your team from the line out. Right. So, therefore, is I did not want to lose Joey Porter, but there were other corners there that you could have gotten who would have been sufficient, because, again, we got Tice. Yeah, yeah. In, in the, the seventh, seventh round. round. Okay, so you again, I'm not trying to compare Tice with Porter. Right. What I am saying is, I wanted Porter, but I'd rather have Broderick Jones. If I had to pick between one of them yeah. and lose the other, yeah. I'm picking Jones. Yeah. I mean, because you, 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 you got to, what you feel is your franchise quarterback, and you cannot have somebody coming around that end who has all these brain farts and cause you to kill you, get your quarterback killed. Right. And we saw a lot of that from yeah. Mark. Well, again, a lot of that for more. The majority of the sacks, um, the majority of the pressures came from the left side of the field, of which the Steelers upgraded both guard and tackle. Yeah, we did a whole overhaul. So, <laughs> I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. But I'm glad we got Porter in the second round. Right. I mean, when, when Porter fell out of the first round, there was a whole bunch of talk about the Steelers entertaining uh, offers. Mm -hmm. And if somebody came with something really crazy, I can see that, depending upon how far you would have had to move. Yeah, yeah. But I wanted them to get Porter. Yeah, I did too. And I got Porter, so I'm, I'm happy. I called you the moment it happened. Yes, I know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But honestly, I, I just think for <laughs> me, um, the, 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 the reason why I said I was in love with this draft is because of how it fell. Like, I got the guy I wanted a pick later, 
then I thought he would have been that he thought he would have been there. Um, again, I love Porter. I got him around too, so I can accept and you know, deal with Bryce Jones. I wanted Washington. I got him in round three, so that means I'm able to deal with Ben. Mm-hmm. I wanted, I wanted, I didn't care too much about you know Trice. I like Tyberg because again, I'm a, I'm a Big Ten guy, um, and I figured Spencer Anderson, you know, be a guy who, you know, practice squad doesn't get ahead on Sundays or whatever the case may be. I still think he makes a fifty-three man roster. Just because I honestly believe the fact that we need O linemen like okay. nobody's business. Let's, let's, okay, let's take a look at that for a second, okay? Your offensive linemen, your offensive tackles are going to be McCoy Four and Jones. You got Dan Moore as your swing. We'll determine what we're going to do with Clark, uh, LeVon Clark. Mm-hmm. Those are your tackles. Mm-hmm. Interior linemen, you got Cole as your center. Yeah. Samalo as your guard. Mm-hmm. Daniels is your guard. Herbick is your swing guy. At this particular point, since I have not made a move, I'm going to make the assumption that Dotson's going to be there, although if he is there, I don't think he's getting a hat. And they need a backup center, although Herbert could fill in on, on a pinch. I don't know if you want to use him as that. So, who, 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 again, God forbid Cole goes down. I got, at this particular point, Ryan McCollum's, who's, who's going to be your backup center. And, again, not, never really took a look at him, mm-hmm. just based off what I'm reading about him. He seems to be having the inside track. So where does Spencer Anderson? Spencer Anderson fall in that? Because you're only keeping eight, possibly nine. See, that's the thing. Like I don't. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Is you if 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 you if you want to bring him on board, that means you probably move Dotson out. Well, I mean, again, off, 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 you know, off air, we, we spoke about Dotson yeah, being out. But, but my thing is, until he is, yeah, you, yeah. Don't, you, don't get, you just don't get rid of him. Right, you can, right. If you can trade for him, great. Because the guy from Maryland, you may like him, but at this point in time, he's a practice squad player. Right. Which means he's at risk for anybody to Anybody to grab him, yeah. So the question is, do you like him over Dotson? No. Okay, so Dotson's going to make the team over him until Dotson gets moved. Yeah. And you still need a backup center. Now, This the guy from Maryland, from my understanding, can play all five positions. But if he can play all five, that means he's never been nailed down to one. Right. So do you want to have another Kendrick Green on your hand? No. Yeah, Kendrick Green. Let me stop. Let me stop. Yeah, right. Let me stop. <laughs> but if you notice in my list, he's off the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. You so, had him off the list last year. Yeah, I'm aware of that. He was off the list. Listen. Last year, they tried to give him the left guard job, and he couldn't take it. Right. He played that bad. Yeah. Because Dotson was hurt the majority of the preseason last year. They tried to give it to Kendrick Green, and he screwed it up so bad, they said, we cannot put this man in here. That's crazy. So he's gone. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I, think, he's, I think he's getting gone. Now, if Ryan McCollins can't win the backup center spot, the only way you can look at this thing and say, okay, maybe they've tried to move Green back to center, which – you're really saying you want your quarterback killed if you do that. Because he's not good at the point of attack. He's athletic, but he doesn't hold blocks. He fall, He's on the ground too much. To me, the Steelers, what they need to do with Kendrick Green, admit they made a mistake in drafting him in the third round, say goodbye, and let's move forward. Because trying to salvage that situation is going to get your quarterback killed, unless he greatly improves. And although you can learn on the bench, you really don't learn until you play. Yeah, you got to get And he ain't played not one single down. He's not suited up one single down last year. Yeah. So, in my opinion, again, I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I am, but I could be. Yeah. He, he's gone. Oh, boy. <laughs> Go to Kendrick Green. Kendrick Green. No, we're not doing that. I like the guy. I like the guy. I, it's not about liking or disliking. He's a good guy. I can like the guy, but he, he's going to get your quarterback killed. True beans. True, true. Okay. True. He, he he had a 18-year pro, although he was a statue, an 18-year pro behind him, and Donia got him killed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Somebody who can look at a defense and should be able to understand, this is what they're trying to get done to me, this is why I need to go to the ball. He almost got killed because the offensive line with Kendrick Green at center, it got so bad in 2020, they benched him for a guy who's no longer on the team. They benched him four games before the season ended. Yeah, I remember that. It's that bad. I remember that. So they said, we're going to move him to guard in 2022. They tried again, tried to give it to him. He couldn't win it. 
Like I said, I've, I've been blessed enough to be able to go to the practices and watch them yeah. practice in pads. And I know what they try to do. And the truth of the matter is, personal opinion, I'm not the head coach. Mm-hmm. I'm start, I got my starting five already listed out. They're going to play together from the first practice and scrimmage until. until. I'm not going to try to do this shuffle and try to say, okay, Dan Moore, you can try. No, Dan Moore, if we thought all that about you, we would not have traded up. To get Roger Jones. Roger Jones. Yeah. So therefore, I don't care about your feelings. If you want us to, if you want us to try to foster a trade, let me know. As you know, Mike Tomlin is we want volunteers, not hostages. Right. So if you're going to cop an attitude about it and not be wanting to do anything, but I will say this: Mason Rudolph came back and said this statement: "The grass is not always greener in the other locations." So you got a job; they're going to pay you what they're going to pay you. Be a swing tackle. Because if he plays his cards right and improves, come next year, he has the opportunity to be a right tackle versus the left tackle. You think they're moving to right? That's what the original plan was. If you go back and look at it, the original plan was to move more to right and a coach before was practicing at left. But when the one guy who had the knee issues could not come back, mm-hmm. they moved a core for back to right tackle and put him in at left. Because the original game plan was for that other guy. I can't remember the guy's name. Um, he hurt his, hurt his knee in the giant game, tore ACL. Big guy. I can't remember his name. Yeah, his name escapes me too. Um, he was supposed to be your right tackle. A core four was supposed to be your left. Uh-huh. When he got hurt and could not come back in 2021, they moved a core four back to right tackle and put more at left because he felt more comfortable at left because he played left in college. Huh. And again, Moore has his moments. I'm not saying Moore's a bum. Right. He has his moments. He has a whole lot of brain force at times, but he has his moments. Which is why I prefer him at right than left. Yeah, but the thing about it is, in today's environment, right, left, um, just if, if okay, would you rather we go? Would you rather him go up against Watt or Highsmith? Highsmith. <laughs> so we put him back at left <laughs> because Watt is on the strong side. The defensive left side, which is the offensive right, right side. Yeah. And the thing about it is, and with, with pass rushers, they can flip-flop. They can. There's no, you exclusively this and exclusively that in most people's cases. So you better have your, your left tackle better be as strong as your right tackle. Yeah. So I don't give a, I'm not against more. If you go back and look at my, listen to the previous, I am a more ruder. Uh-huh. But I'm also, will tell you, Moore made some stupid stuff, stupid mistakes last year that cost this team. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's why when they went up and got Roger Jones, I'm all thumbs up for it. And it's the truth, like I said before, if I'm the Steelers' offensive line coach, I'm putting Don uh, Jones at left tackle, and I'm putting uh, Samala at left guard, and I'm putting Cole at center, and I'm putting uh, Daniels at right guard, and I'm putting uh, Cole for left right tackle. That's my starting offensive line. That's who's going to be out there when Kenny Pickett's out there. Yeah. More of these other cats who are fighting positions. Y'all go out there when, when uh, Trubisky or Rudolph is out there. But when my starting quarterback's out there, this is, this is the group that's going to be out there. They call it a picket fence for no for, 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 for And again, and if some, for some reason, Broderick Jones fall down and sprains his ankle and can't play for a week, I'm, I'm fine with more going back to left tackle. But why say they play games? You drafted him to be your franchise tackle. Yeah. Why sit and play games? Yeah. Why? It's and not like Tom going to do that. Neither. And the thing about it is, and I think we mentioned this offline, if they were to trade it back into the 20s and 30s, you could sit there and say, okay, Moore's going to fight for the position. Even if they stayed at 17, you can at least sit there and say, um, okay, we're going to fight for this position. Mm-hmm. They went up to get this man. Yeah. Now, again, only three spots, but you went up to get this man. You're not going up to get this man for him to be on the bench, especially when you consider what he is. Yeah. An athletic, dominant run blocker who is very good at pass blocking and all these bubble screens and, and slip screens, you need a tackle that can get out there and run and put somebody's face in the ground. Yeah. Go back and watch his tape. That's what you're going to see. Gotcha. And you know... And you know Thomas, pedigree. First round, fourth round. 
Yeah. We're going first. Yeah, we're going first. <laughs> going first round, yeah. Yeah. And again, I'm not saying Moore's a bum, and I'm not saying Moore can't play. But in this scenario with the Steelers, just realize you're a swing tackle. Get practice your sets on the left and right side. Be the most valuable player because, again, if somebody gets hurt, you're going to have to go in. And you're going to have to be confident at your abilities, but don't get it twisted. Yeah. Jones is your starter. Jones is a starter, huh? You just start. Matter of fact, when I buy Madden, I'm not even going to bother. I'm putting him in the starting line. <laughs> Reorder roster. Redo roster. There you go. Redo roster. So you mentioned Darnell Washington uh, early on, and um, <laughs> I wanted to kind of, you know, tickle your t- tickle your brain with, with Darnell Washington. Um, we also brought back Zach Gentry, who was, you know, honestly one, you know, a decent. Uh, blocking back, uh, blocking tight end uh, before he left and went to Detroit, I believe it was, and, you know, came back. Gentry? Yeah, he never left. Gentry? Gentry never left. You never left? No, he never left. Gentry was here last year. The guy you're referring to is uh, the other Penn State. Jones. Yeah, you're referring to the other Penn State. Yeah, Jones. You know, my my Penn State guys, man, gotta love him. Uh, Gentry went to Michigan. Yes, he did. It's a crazy score. Yes. No, one, no one, I don't pay him no mind. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> Gentry is, is back in the fold. Um, and then, you know, Washington and obviously Pat, Project Pat. Um, how do you think Darnell Washington is going to fare, um, you know, with this new, with, I don't say with this new role, but and this type of an offense, you know. I mean, see, obviously he's, he's a great blocker, but you mentioned, you know, too tight in red zone. Okay. Um, again, his primary focus will be same as Gentry was, run blocker, pass helping pass blocking. Um, but he gives you more in a passing game than Gentry to this point has ever been able to give you. He's a lot more quicker, even though both of them are about 6'8 or thereabouts. Um, he's a lot faster. And how would you like to have this come out? You like to have Fry move, Gentry, if he makes the team, which is debatable, but if he's in. And then you have Washington as a three tight end set along with a Connor Haywood as an H-back and Pickens on the outside. Who are you guarding? That's my point. When you got, when you got five, eight slot corners, or if you go linebacker, even if you say the average linebacker is 6'3", they still got five inches on the man. Yeah, who are you guarding? Yeah. And then you got a Donji Harris in the backfield, yeah. or a Warren for that matter. Or Warren, yeah. Pick your poison. Who are you going to deal with? The Steelers have the ability with their tight end packages alone. Forget the receivers, which I'm assuming we may get to, but their tight end package alone can be deadly. And one thing that you want to know about a young quarterback, your best friend is in the middle of the field. Do the seams. Do the seams. And... If they went off, if say they're on the one yard line, two yard line, they 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 push off, turn around. You won't gotta go get go around somebody that way. Come on, give me a break. If you want to put the ball up high, who's gonna out jump a six eight guy who's at least in Washington State is athletic? I'm not sure I'd say Gentry. Gentry got that athletic. Okay, but then you you say you got those taken care of. How about a fry move who doesn't drop too much of anything? Yeah, I mean, he's pretty sure handed. Okay, so with that two tight end set. And if they come out in if they come out in small pat if they come out small you run if they come out in big, make those linebacks have to cover somebody. The Steelers, I mean, it, there is no reason whatsoever that Matt Kennedy is going to have an excuse if this offense is not very proficient. Because the first year he was the offensive coordinator, you can say, well, he wasn't his offense because Ben was there, right? Second year, we have a rookie quarterback. We have to dial it back. We have to do whatever. What's your excuse this year? There is none. If Matt Kennedy's offense is not proficient in the red zone, moving the ball, he has no excuse. I don't think he had an excuse last year, but well, we'll the thing see. about again, but remember, I told you in the in the in the mid in the mid season thing, if they do what we expected them to do. That could mean Matt Kennedy stays. Although I told you then, I didn't think he would. Neither one of us thought he would. I didn't think he sense. would. But if the office is moving in the right direction, if you're going to give him all the blame, he's all the credit. And yeah. the thing about it is, we can say what we want to say. 
he put a he put a last minute drive against the uh, Raiders to beat them. Turn around it again, put another last minute drive together to beat the Ravens. I think that was more Pickett just being Pickett than. Well, the truth of the matter, if you go back and look at that thing on the all twenty two, Pickens Pickett ran into Trump. Yeah. If you had stepped up in the pocket, he had, he had Pickens on the scene. On the scene, yeah. Field. So my point is, there's no excuses anymore. Matt Canada is out of excuses. Now, this is the scary part for you. If this office becomes as proficient as we hope it is, he may get removed. But the problem is, here's the thing. I'm actually okay with that if the offense is proficient. Okay. We've had, for the past three years, we've had 15 points and a cloud of dust. Well, but yeah, but he's only been the offensive coordinator for two of those. I mean, true, true. Okay. Now, again, Ben coming off the injury three years ago, the first part of the season, offense looked great. After that Dallas Cowboy game, offense looked putrid. Right. Then they switched the offensive coordinator, and Canada's offense is one thing. Ben says, I've been here 18 years. I'm not changing. So it was a, piss con- it was a pissing contest, mm-hmm. and Ben won. Yeah. So, again, he was the offensive coordinator in name only. That was Ben's offense, the way he wanted to have it run. Right. So I'm giving Canada a slide on that. Last year, I can say he had a rookie office. He had a rookie quarterback, and his office was hampered. And, and uh, again, like we mentioned in previous lessons, previous uh, podcasts, um, there were times when receivers were open and the quarterbacks were not making the throws. I get all of that. Um, but I still put the blame. I can't say put the blame. I still put the responsibility at the foot of the offensive coordinator. If you're going to be responsible for the offense, you need to be coaching your people up to the point where they can see what they need to see. Now, according to all reports, Kenny Pickett has gone through this offseason, got his receivers down in Florida, yeah. practicing this, that, and the other. He's, just, he, he's, he's going through tapes and making sure he understands X, Y, and Z. So He's put on, I think, 5, 10 pounds of muscle. Yeah, again, so he can take the beating, yeah. which he may not get if this offensive line plays like I hope they do. Right. But my point is, this year, Canada has no excuses. If this offense is not extremely good, he has no excuses. Personal opinion, I think the defense will be better because I think got better secondary people. Right. A healthy T.J. Watt is a great help in all things defense. And unless somebody seriously gets hurt on the defensive line, I think Ovin Joby is coming. He Last year he was coming back from injury. This year he's supposed to be perfectly healthy. I think the, the adding of Benton and, and with Lee out last year, mm-hmm. I think the defensive line is going to be in a better rotation. Um, I think their nose guard, whoever that may be, because uh, they get, they brought two other people in. Mm-hmm. Plus they drafted somebody who can play the nose. Yeah. Um, Keanu can play nose. Yeah. So my point is, this defense is going to be better. The secondary, despite all of the turnover, I think is going to be better because you got more ball hawks and you got more people in there. Because again, say what you want to say about the guy that went to Detroit. He dropped a few passes. Matter of fact, he dropped. He he was the one who dropped the pass right before TJ got hurt. Yeah, Cam Sutton. Yeah, Sutton. So I blame him for that. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm you I'm, you I'm, mentioned I'm, that. I'm you salty. mentioned that. I'm sorry. So my point is. Um, I think the secondary is going to be better. I think the defensive line is going to be better. Uh, outside linebackers stay healthy. Obviously, that's going to be better. The weakness of this team defensively right now is an unknown as your middle linebackers. And, again, I think if you bring back a Miles Jack, that may resolve that issue. I like Cole Holcomb in there, though. Yeah, I don't mind Cole Holcomb. But the issue is whether Cole Holcomb with who. Because uh, Edwards, no, Roberts is uh, another downhill linebacker. And that's fine. But remember last year we talked about with we thought Bush would do mm-hmm. and with Jax would do, if they take a tight end moving from one side of the field, the linebackers will have to flip flop. Flip flop, yeah. Which tells you that that's a man situation for the inside people. Right. If you got two linebackers who can cover in the past, you don't know if that's zone or if that's man. So now you need to hold that now you need to hold that ball until you realize what's happening. You hold that ball one second more. You got two people swimming around the ends or people coming from the middle of the field is going to take your head off. Right. So um, this year they went to more of a run first, stop the run, which I think in our division is the way to go, to be honest with you. Right. Um, but I just think they need some more reinforcements because although I love Robinson 
He's an inside linebacker. Two years ago was his first time playing inside linebacker. So I mean he I mean he turned into some good tape. I mean I've been watching a little bit of him uh, since we acquired him, and I think that. Well, it, I'm not talking about that. One. I'm talking about uh, did I say Robinson or Roberts? You said Roberts. Okay, Robinson. The brother we got from Miami. No, no, okay, that's Roberts. Yeah. I'm talking about the second year back, the second year linebacker we got last year. The young, Mark the, Robinson. Rob, Mark Robinson. Yeah. I get all my these. They got too many Robinson and Robinson. <laughs> you know, getting all confused, all discombobulated about it. But my point is, um, right now, as it sits right now, you got Holcomb, you got Roberts, you have Robinson, and you got Tanner Muse as your inside linebacker. Uh huh. God forbid somebody gets hurt in that group. And that, again, that's the problem that I have. I think honestly, that's where again you you mentioned. I think that's where we're most vulnerable. vulnerable. Um, you know, I just, well, I think I think what's going to end up happening is as the OTAs start. Um, I think the first week of OTAs is going to start. They're going to see what they got in Mark Robinson, and then come to a conclusion where they think they need to upgrade there. They took a look at the guy that came in this past week, personally, like I said, if healthy, and that is a qualifying sentence. If healthy, I make a phone call back to Jack and see what number he wants to come back in. I like Quan Alexander, um, the guy they looked at this weekend, this week, um, just from a, a highlight statistical category. But again, Miles Jack is, again, when he was healthy, he was running the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. And again, but the both of the thing with both of those individuals is health. If healthy, I'd rather have Jacks over Quan uh, Alexander. Yeah. yeah, I would rather have Jacks over him. But again, the issue is health, and at what price? Because if you bring in Quan Alexander, is he your starter over Edwards? Because they pay they pay they pay Holcomb. He started. Yeah, yeah. Cole Holcomb just started. Yeah, he, he just started. He's one of your starting inside linebackers. Yeah. So the question is, at what price and at what role? Because Robinson, the guy from Miami, I think he came in here with the idea he's going to be a starter. Mm-hmm. Now, once you once you sign the contract, they can do whatever they want to do with you for the most part. But the bottom line is, whoever you bring in, you bringing in to start over him, or you bring him to supplement him and be a sub package linebacker. Because you're talking about nickel. Or dime defense. You're throwing a corner out there. You're not throwing another linebacker. Yeah, but the thing about it, you got Neil who can also play like a linebacker who's also safety who has better coverage. So the question is, if you bring either one of those in, what do you bring them in for? And again, at what price? Personal opinion, if Jack's healthy, and I keep qualifying this, if healthy, he's my starting inside linebacker at base, along with Hoka. And when we face teams that are heavy, run heavy, like a Cleveland or Baltimore. Baltimore. Now, again, we can talk about that if you choose to. But that's crazy. Um, yeah, I may put I may put a thumper in. Same reason why they used to put Robinson Plank. Plank, yeah. Okay. If I'm running against the Tennessee Titans, yeah, I'm putting somebody who's willing to hit come down, run downhill and hit somebody. If I'm paying. Cincinnati Bengals, or I'm playing Patrick Mahomes, or somebody like that. Mm-hmm. I'm putting somebody who can cover somebody who can also run down here somebody. But I'm playing somebody who can cover somebody. So it all depends. I mean, if you kind of look at it, I'm kind of looking at the schedule now. Um, kind of don't foresee um, us having an issue with elite quarterback play. Nope. We have in the 49ers, we have either Purdy, Lance, or Donald. Yeah, I'll we take either one, we'll of, take those. one of those. Then we got Deshaun Watson. Which I'm taking, again, until he shows me otherwise, right. he's the guy who was last year. Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, I'll play him every day. Uh, then we got the rookie mm-hmm. and CJ Stroud. Mm-hmm. Then we got Lamar, who we've never struggled against. <laughs> yeah. um, then we got Matthew Stafford. Matt Stafford. Trevor Lawrence, this Trevor Lawrence game uh, on the 29th against the Jaguars. That's going to be an interesting one there. Then yeah, we got Tennessee, who mm-hmm. run, that's a run team. That's a run team, and they may be starting. Um, Levens, yeah, Levens. Now, uh, by the time we get to November, <laughs> we got Jordan Love at in Green Bay, which is first time starter. First time starter, but I mean, he 
He's alright. Don't be God. No, the thing about it is, we don't know. Okay, I'm not saying he's not going to be alright, but we don't know he, what he's going to be because he's never really he never, played. Right, right. And and I mean, and the one time he did play, I mean, he played well against the, the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, and the loss, but he played well. Okay. Um, Deshaun Watson again. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we got Joe Burrow, which would be interesting. Uh, then we got, I have no idea who's playing a quarterback for the Cardinals. Well, we don't either, but I want to say Kyle Murray because hope, well, he he may not be back, yeah. but then again, who knows? Right. Then we got, the thing about him, he had a torn ACL, he's a running quarterback. He's a running quarterback. So he's going to be a sitting duck, I guess. He's gonna be a, yeah, he's going to be a sitting duck right now. Uh, Matt Jones, who we should have beat last year. Mm-hmm. I'm still mad at that. Yeah, well. Um, then got the rookie, Anthony Henderson, <coughs> who I uh, don't Which know. He's a guy who scored 13 pro games, in, I mean, 13 college games in his life. In his life, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, last then, time that happened, see what the Jets got? Yeah, Not no. the Jets. Uh, uh, the 49ers. 49ers. Yeah. Yep. And then, Burrow you know, again. Burroughs, you know, then we got, um, uh, yeah, and then Baltimore again. So, yeah, we got Geno and then Lamar. So, I mean, if you look at the quarterbacks and the style of offenses that we would have to see, I would almost, based off of what I'm looking at, prefer a thumper. Yeah, because the 49ers will primarily run. All right. Browns have historically been primarily run. With Garoppolo at quarterback, I still say the Raiders are going to be primarily run. All right. You got the Texans with a young quarterback who's primarily run. Right. You got the Ravens who historically have been primarily right. run. Right. The Rams, the Rams may... they eh. primarily passed, but the only one they got left over there is Cup. It's Cup. Okay. You got the Jaguars who may be able to, you know, present some issues. Right. Um, the you got Tannehill, the Titans who are primarily run. You got Packers who, with a first-year quarterback in a sense... It's either one in the rock. Again, the Browns. We got the Bengals, who again they have three wide receiver sets. Yeah, we've I think somewhat built up to be able to handle that. I think from a secondary standpoint. Right. We got the Cardinals, who are typically a and more of a pass passing team. team, but with their quarterback, who knows what that's going to be. Right. You got the Patriots, who uh, I, I don't see. Yeah. I mean, oh, they got Juju now. I still don't see them as a passing threat. Oh, yeah, I forgot they got Juju. Yeah, they did yeah. get Juju. Yeah. Okay, you got Richards, who again by this time would have played if he plays every game up to this point. He's going to have 14 games under his belt as a pro, 13 games as a, a professional. He's a 30 something games. So he has less than 30 games of experience. Yeah. So, and you got one of the better offensive lines there, plus a decent running back. So I'm going to say primarily run. Yeah. And then the Bengals again, Seahawks. Although Geno Smith, to be honest with you, was not a bad quarterback. I like Geno. Here's the thing: year, he was not a bad quarterback. He was not, and 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 they got more weapons. Yeah. You know, went and picked up, you know, and Jigba, and you know, another running back. Um, that game, I believe, is in Seattle. It is in Seattle. You know what I'm saying? So the twelves are going to be crazy. So um, they got the Ravens again. Again, the Ravens. Yeah. So again, I'm not saying, but the thing about it is, you you set your team up for that. Yes. But all things being equal, and again, I'm not even going to get into the Jets because I think the Jets are going to be the most, most disappointing team in the you know, come, upcoming year, to be honest with you. I had that conversation with somebody at the gym today. Yeah. Okay. But you still got to go against Mahomes. Mm-hmm. You still got to go against Allen. Mm-hmm. You still got to go against uh, Burrow. Mm-hmm. You still got to go up against Herbert. Herbert. But Herbert ain't won nothing yet, so until he oh, does, yeah, I'm sorry. And, his, and his, his, his coach and his team like to self-sabotage. Yeah. So, those are three A-line quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Personally, I think Rodgers is washed up, to be honest with you. Plus, I think their schedule is going to kill them. Yeah. It's easy to be all of that in the bag of chips when you went against Detroit. Twice. Twice. Minnesota. Minnesota twice. And the Bears. And the Bears twice. You can be all of that in the bag of chips. Yeah. I get it. That's like when New England were going against the Dolphins, the Jets. And, and the Bills before they got the Bills back. for all the time before they became decent. Mm-hmm. He's in the AFC East. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go up against that gauntlet in day in and day out. Yeah. Not, yeah. not to mention the schedule that they have yes. already. They got, yeah. you know, the Chiefs, they got the yeah. Eagles, they got... They got all those They teams. got all the squads. And the thing about it is, when I listen to all the provocators sit there and talk about how the, the Jets are going to be all of that, mm-hmm. because they got Rodgers. Right. Okay. Show me when Rodgers went up against really tough teams that he fared well. When he goes against the Patsies... Obviously. Right. Success. I mean, for, think about it. 
The only team that has been worse than the Lions over the last 20 years has been the Browns. Yeah. Okay? It could be a fight about who's the worst teams. Minnesota have peaks and bottoms. They have little bumps and rubber. They've never been consistent. And the Bears ain't been nothing since 85. Okay, so I just popped in and looked at the Jets schedule. Yeah, take a look at that. Oh, my God. Yeah. And they think because Rodgers is there, that means they want to win? There's not a cupcake schedule. There's, no, nobody's, there's nobody, no layup in there here. Is, there is no layup in that schedule. There's no layup at There's all. no layup in your division. You, you open up against the Bills. Mm-hmm. And then you got the Cowboys, the Patriots. Then you got the Chiefs, Broncos, who I expect to be better. Um, Eagles... And then you got the Giants, the Chargers, the Dolphins. Yo, there is no layups. There are no layups. There's no layups. And tell me when Rodgers been at his best against the tougher teams. Yeah, there are no okay. layups. Go back to his playoff record over the last 10 years. Yeah. When he's went up against solid defenses. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. So, again, everybody thinks Rodgers is all that in a bag of chips. Now, think about it from this perspective. He had that when he had Devon, he had Adams on the other side. Yeah. Their defense was supposed to be all of that, and they never was able to stop anybody. They were never, never score enough points. Now, you had offensive rookie of the year and the defensive rookie of the year in, mm-hmm. the, in, the, Giant, in the Jets. They're right now in a dispute over their tackle. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do? You can't. You don't. You, I mean, you're, you're up against the cap. You just pay. You're gonna have to pay Rogers X amount of dollars. Unless right. he doesn't restructure, how are you gonna pay that defensive lineman? You definitely need. See, this is what I get when people start talking about. Okay, the reason why the Jets are as hyped as they are because the, they, the media wants to keep promoting this thing. It's a quarterback-driven league. Yes, four-time MVP. Who cares? What did he do last year? And what is he gonna do for you this year? Right. Last year, there's a whole lot of quarterbacks that have took over Rodgers. Oh, yeah. Matter of fact, I don't took, took Goff over Rodgers last year. In a heartbeat. Geno over yeah, Rodgers. There's a lot of people that yeah. took over Rodgers last year. The man is 47 years old. People are hyping that train like you wouldn't believe. I'm sorry. I just don't buy it. Yeah. yeah. I don't buy it. It's going to be interesting to see how this whole thing pans out. But, uh, Dad, before we get out of here, man, uh, anything that you wanted to touch before we, we, we shut the door here um, and close the door in the kitchen? Well, the bottom line is that and I think the Steelers will be a whole lot better than, they, than most people are um, saying they're going to be. Mm-hmm. And I understand the reasons why people are seeing that will be down on the Steelers. You had a quarterback who threw seven, in a, seven touchdowns last year. In the division, you got Lamar Jackson, who was, a, who was an MVP. Mm-hmm. You have Burrow, who was, you know, everybody thinks he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Mm-hmm. And you have uh, Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. Watson, who four years ago was all of that in a bag of chip on a sorry team. Mm-hmm. And you got a guy who's, you know, hasn't gotten to that level yet. I understand that. But like I keep trying to tell people, to win a championship or to win games is more than just the quarterback. And there's different ways to, to win. Against the Patrick Mahomes and the Burroughs and stuff, if you got a solid running game and you should play strong defense, if he's sitting on the sideline, he can't He can't, he can't you. help you. He cannot beat you if he's sitting on the sideline. So I think the Steelers will do a lot better than I think a lot of people think. I think, again, as we've already mentioned, just will do a whole lot worse than people think. Yeah. I think the Jaguars may be legit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure how the Bills are going to deal with it because – yeah, they got a quarterback. They got a good receiver. Um, but Who's upset right now? Yeah, but they they also lost. Uh, they also lost the middle linebacker. Yeah. See, the thing about it is this. Well, I mean, the the, the thing is that the, the Bills are really never a defensive juggernaut. Juggernaut, like well, they 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 want to outscore you and play a little bit of defense. Well, the thing about it is, which is weird because based off their coach, you would think they'll be more of a defensive minded. Bunch. Well, the thing about it is this. Their defense is we're going to outscore you. And obviously, that's the, that's the ultimate game. But one thing I will say about that, um, and again, for most of the people who may be listening to this, they may not even know what I'm talking about, but back in the early or uh, late 90s, late 80s, early 90s, there was a guy named Dan Marino who put up 35 points a game and went to one Super Bowl and lost. Right. Hasn't been back since. Right. Okay. People are hyping teams based off of their quarterback, but they seem to forget 
For example, the Bengals. Does anybody recognize they lost two of their starting safeties this past year? Yeah. Do people recognize that how much that's going to impact their defense? But people don't care about it. You don't care about the kid because of Burrow because and Jamar Chase, Chase and, yeah. and all that. But you got to stop somebody. Yeah. Because what, what the thing about it is, offense, great. But you got to be able to stop somebody in playoff time. Right. Because it's no longer bad against good. It's good against good. It's good on good, yeah. So, um, you got to be able to play defense. Or you need to have an offense that scores so many points that your defense can be one track minded. If you got to play run and pass, you're in trouble. And personally, that's the reason why I give the Steelers a hope. I'll take George Pickens and Deontay Johnson over just about any duo, including Chase and Boyd. You know. Higgins and them? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. People have not seen what Pickens is about to unload on, folks. That man is flat out bad. Matter of fact, he will be your number one receiver for the Steelers this year. He would take overtake Dante Johnson as a number one threat. Okay? I will take those two over any any combination. The offensive line has been an upgrade. What did the Philadelphia Eagles uh, uh, center say about the guy we got, Samola? Yeah. Smartest, toughest player around. Yeah. How can you take that out of your team and yet still be all of that? Because they, they're betting on the quarterback. Yeah. Again, everything's built around the quarterback. And if Pickens would have had a better year, Pickett would have had a better year. Everybody would be on, on the uh, Steelers thing, but he didn't. So I, I get it. That's why I say they're going to surprise people. Um, the Ravens, they lost one of the starting corners. They have an issue with their inside linebackers. They um, now got supposed receivers. Show me to this point where Lamar Jackson has thrown accurately, consistently outside of the outside of the hashes. Yeah, you got Odin Belkham. You got the guy they got from Boston College. Mm, flowers. Outside receivers. Show me to this point where Lamar was able to hit those. Well, the issue that I had with that is, is you got Odell Beckham Jr. coming back off for two ACL injuries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, and, he's a name. He's a name. He's a name. Tell me, show me when Odell has been the best receiver in the league. Show me where he's been the top five in the league. Now, before you answer that, I'm not saying he has not made spectacular catches, but show me where he's the best receiver. Yeah. Again, I'm not against Odell, but I wouldn't have paid him $15 million. For I wouldn't have paid him that much either. I was shocked when he signed. Okay. And the Flowers, again, great college player. I'm interested to see what he's going to do as a pro. He reminds me of a Marquise Brown. He reminds me of Hollywood Brown. Again, the issue is this. They paid Lamar all this money. I get it. You are, you, are, you are an unanimous MVP. I get that. But you are a running quarterback until you show me differently. Now, people are going to sit and say, well, you never had anybody to throw to. The Ravens have put three first-round draft picks as receivers over the last five years on that outside. Right. He still is not able to make them profitable. Right. His game, run the ball in between the hashes. Tight end. He's never been able to focus on the outside. So until he shows me different, sorry. Okay? Yeah. Um, so people opinion about what their teams are going to be is primarily based off who their quarterback is. And the truth of the matter is it takes more than just being a, uh, a statistical fantasy quarterback. Now, I will say this about that. A lot of times your statistical fantasy quarterbacks or that because their defense is so sore they have to keep throwing the ball even late in games. Right. I won a championship off of uh, David Carr. Again. It's garbage points. Garbage yeah. yards. Again, bottom line is They're people hard. look they look at it, they look at a they look at a score sheet and they say, Okay, this guy's this because of that. Does it materialize into wins? If it doesn't materialize into wins, I mean, listen, Patrick Mahomes, great quarterback. How many times he has to keep coming back? Because that defense is not all of that. Right. So okay. the bottom line is I think that uh, the Steelers are going to surprise a lot of people this year. And I, hopefully people keep, keep you no know, bad mouthing them, talking them down. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know why it seems to be this way, but when people get in the hype of the Steelers, they seem to always find a way to walk the bed. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. People don't look at them. They seem to do very fine. Everybody's talking about he's going to have this first loose, and they've been saying that for the last 17 years, and it still ain't happened. If you can roll out of bed and get roll out of bed nowadays and guarantee nine wins, another game here, another game there. That's, that's eleven. It's a whole different situation, All right? So tell me in that quarterback list who you fear, who you threaten, who's threatening, who threatens you? Um. Yeah, keep thinking. Yeah. Okay. If you want to say Burrow, okay. Well, I mean, we play, we, but we play them twice a year. We, we split well, with them every year. Yeah. So my point is. You want to say Lamar Jackson? I, I can't. I've never okay. been afraid of Lamar. First of all, we play him in the fourth game, and then we didn't have no guarantee he's going to be around for game 18. Game 18, yeah. Never, you never made it that far. Never, yeah. So, okay, so you're going to the backup there. Um, Gino, maybe? I don't know about Like I said, Gino had a good year, and I'm not and he got away from last year, but that was, again, one year. Yeah. And I, Before I start saying I, I fear you, as a quarterback, you need to be able to do it more. Trevor Lawrence is probably the only one on this list other than Burrow. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence, I think, is going to be a problem. But outside of that, I don't see a problem if the Steelers are healthy. Again, you take a T.J. White, you take a Cameron Hayward out of the mix, a lot of things can change. Right. But if they're healthy defensively, I don't see either one. I don't see none of these quarterbacks who say, oh, my gosh, we got to worry about that. I don't see that. So, and the thing about it is, everybody's talking about the 49er game in the defense. Show me where Tomlin has really fallen down week one. He's always played well on week one. Yeah. Always. Everybody thought last year, oh, the Steelers are going to be the sacrificial land for the Cincinnati Bengals. We went up there and kicked their butt, and if, if Watt doesn't go out, it wouldn't even been as close as it was. Yeah. Okay, we, oh, it's, it's still going to be the sacrificial land Cam for the Bengals. Cam Sutton catch the interception. We're going to be out. Yeah. Okay. Two years ago, oh, the, 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 the Steelers are going to be the sacrificial land for the Bills. We went up there and crushed them. That wasn't even close. Nope. Was even close. So again, um, I look versus looking at quarterback play. I look at defensive, mm-hmm. and the 49ers got a top two, top ten defense. Mm-hmm. The uh, Ravens had a top ten at nine. Uh, the Patriots surprisingly had a top ten defense at six. Mm-hmm. And uh, outside of that, everybody else was in the twenties, mid lower teens, and mid twenties. I don't see a strong defense on this whole game. I really don't. The Steelers' defense, by the way, last year, despite everything they did, they finished seventh. Yeah. So I don't see a strong defense that I need to be worried about messing up with my offense. And I don't see a strong enough quarterback that I need to be fearful of. So therefore, let it roll. I know one thing. October 8th, I will be at Heinz Field. AccuShore Stadium. Sorry, thank you. AccuShore Stadium. <laughs> I will be raving my terrible town. That's going to be fun. It's yeah. going to be fun. I can't wait to get there. Yeah. I can't wait to get there. It's going to be fun. So, With that being said, man, thanks for coming out, man. Dad, uh, it's always a pleasure doing this with you, man. We need to get up and do this more often. Maybe come down and do it on the, every other weekend or something like that. We'll see if I can get that straight with mom. With that being said, man, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Y'all be good. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.